Hi, everybody. So we are here. This is really exciting. We are here to talk about the uh, newest DC Extended Universe film. We're talking about Wonder Woman. And everybody knows how much I loved Wonder Woman. Uh, but my friend uh, Trevor is here. We're going to talk about that, the positives, the negatives. We're going to we're going to uh, go through it all in detail. This can be spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, what are you doing with your life? Go see it, and uh, and then uh, and then listen to the to the podcast. But Trevor, you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone. Uh, I'm Trevor. I'm from HowToLoveComics.com. We're a website. I'm a website who uh, is about helping people who are new to comics or a bit confused about comics. Um, make them sure, make it easy to uh, understand it all. Give reading recommendation tips, things like that. Yeah. So make it easy. Yeah, he has a great website, and I'll have links down to all of that in the uh, description section. So you want to check that out. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about. Wonder Woman in the comics. I, I, I only I was able to read the I think it's the Rebirth. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman, and I read the Bombshells. <laughs> Those are the oh, two yeah. that I had, and so that was a lot of fun. <coughs> uh, and I did read your article about the different uh, different sort of top yeah a top ten. So the top uh, ten Wonder stories, Woman. yeah, yeah, that you should check out, and those looked really good. I'll definitely be looking those up. Uh, but I, I did have a chance to watch the 70s show uh, and I, I watched the 2009 animated film and I had, so I feel like I have a little bit of an idea of kind of the evolution of Wonder Woman over the years, but oh, yeah. I don't know, what do you think about kind of how, how she sort of evolved in the comics and in pop culture? Yeah. So she was created back in sort of the, uh, 1941, 42, around that time, sort of during the World War II era yeah. by a guy named Charles Moulton Marsden, who is a, was a psychologist who um, was an interesting guy because he was, he was a very much an entrepreneur as well because he created the polygraph test, so the, the, the lie detector pretty much. Oh, interesting. Uh, I didn't know that. As well as creating Wonder Woman. So he, he's, he's, um, he's, he was a busy guy. And... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he wrote Wonder Woman for about five years, sort of, um, until he died in 1947. Um, and his stories, he, he had very much the idea that women were the superior of the two sexes, um, and he he used that um, for Wonder Woman. Um, a lot of that came out as very much feminist kind of things. Um, and also, he put a lot of his... Um, sexual ideals into it in a way. Um, he okay. was, um, he had an interesting relationship with his wife. He was married. Um, but he, they also had a girl that both of them shared a girlfriend and yeah. they, they had all kinds of weird things. And, um, but a lot of that reflected in Wonder Woman in some way or another where a lot of the early ones you get often get like tied up or chained up in a sort of, um, pseudo sexual bondage thing, but it was always done as a way of, um, empowerment. So Wonder Woman is always bursting out of the chains, so we're sort of um, sort of um, escaping the chains. So it's sort of like a, a release and a, mm-hmm. and an empowerment. So sort of saying that you know any obstacle we can beat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, he was polyamorous basically. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had like an, and so he wrote Wonder Woman based on these two women. I guess they were in his life. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't remember if it was the girlfriend or the wife, but it was um, she, uh, she was model, um, Wonder Woman's modelled off one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which one off the top of my head now. But sort of moving on from that, that sort of it, Wonder Woman sort of became sort of um, very much the poster um, girl for the, 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 the feminist movement in the 60s, mm-hmm. um, which was um, – Obviously, that's where a lot of people sort of, you know, she became a, a bigger icon um, mm-hmm. just because of it. Obviously, the, the feminist messages and the, the female empowerment sort of um, was a good image and it was something that was easy to package. And, um, yeah, it, it worked quite well. Um, often, though, in the 60s, in the comics themselves, though, it was a weird period for um, Wonder Woman because for some reason DC decided for her to lose her powers and... Um, she lived a pretty civilian life, an exciting civilian life, but a mm-hmm. civilian life where she was like a secret agent. So, so she was like Diana Prince um, and she was very much like a secret agent or she ran a boutique or, and they sort of bounced around with different ideas throughout mm-hmm. the 60s before she gained her powers again and became Wonder Woman again. Did um, she always have the uh, sort of the red, white, and blue and the um, – the, the, uh, some sort of the early days, yeah, yeah, the stars on uh, on the bottoms and things like that. Yeah, yeah, there was there was more of a skirt kind of thing back then, but uh, yeah, they're very similar to what is now. I'd say, yeah, okay. um, her costume is. I mean, it's changed with the the ages in terms of style and everything, but like the the general color patterns and all that, they pretty much say the same. Apart from a period in the nineties where it was this ter- horrendous sort of bike bike short and oh dear. bomber jacket thing. They the love bomber jackets in the nineties for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So yeah, so yeah. in the six yeah, so it wasn't until back in sort of like until the early seventies where she got her powers back, and there was sort of your yeah, general Wonder Woman sort of weird stories and ones with the gods and fighting monsters and fighting misogynists and things like that. Um, came out, um, out and it sort of continued and it sort of exploded obviously if you had your Linda Carter Wonder Woman ser- uh, comics mm-hmm. and uh, so the end yeah, sort of the end of the 70s by that stage um, and then sort of continued with uh, sort of similar stories to you, what you expect for the period of the time mm-hmm. sort of you know some weird ones, some mixture of weird stuff because the, the Linda Carter show is very similar to like Superman very similar to yeah. Superman the movie and what you see to Christopher Reeves. Uh, she, I don't know, just in the way that she's got the secret identity and she, you know, she puts on the glasses and, uh, you know, all of that kind of yeah, thing. Definitely. I don't know. It just feels, it feels very much like the, the Christopher Reeves movies. Yeah, definitely. There was that sort of, um, and a lot of that was of the time, a lot of super, like, especially on DC, there was always that, like even Batman, with you got Bruce Wayne and it was on the occasion mm-hmm. where you know, Bruce Wayne had to disappear somewhere and come, you know, do be, mm-hmm. do Batman stuff and things like that. And they have the spinning that she, and then. And yeah, she had the too. very, you know, the very iconic spinning, which mm-hmm. um, a lot of people remember Wonder Woman as, mm-hmm. especially uh, of the older generations. And like, mm-hmm. I've only seen bits and pieces of it in, in reruns, but you know, it's always mm-hmm. quite enjoyable seeing the spinning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I enjoyed it. I I mean, I like that kind of old fashioned thing. <laughs> I, I enjoy yeah, it. Uh, media, whatever it's a movie or a or a um 
TV show. I, I enjoy that kind of old fashioned, yeah. simple kind of storytelling. And oh, so I liked it. And I did watch the, um, the animated film. I reviewed it on my channel and I, I, this was 2009. So we're jumping up a ways and I liked it. I gave it a positive review, but it was, it, I had problems with it though. I gave it a B minus. Um, oh, because, and it really took me, the first time I watched it, I was like, should I even review it? Cause I really wasn't feeling it. And then I watched it again. I was feeling sort of more positive about it because I felt like the dialogue was really clunky, uh, particularly okay. when she was on earth, uh, that it didn't feel like they were talking. It, the feminist stuff felt, felt really heavy handed. And I know, I just felt like these aren't people. These are, this is just, it just felt clunky to make another way to describe it. And so that was my issue with the, the animated film. I didn't think the dialogue or the script was very good. Oh, that's odd because it is written by um, Gail Simone, who was a, is, um, had a very popular run of Wonder Woman sort yeah. of around that time. I guess, yeah, sometimes but that it, happens. It, yeah. it, it, I warmed up to it because certainly the action is really good and the animation is really good and the voice work yeah. is really good. It was pretty much, it was really just uh, the, when they were on earth, I, I don't know. It just, I didn't, I didn't love it, but, um, mm. uh, but you know, maybe it'll continue to grow on me. Who knows? Who knows uh, it's certainly yeah. not bad by any means. I just, I just didn't love it. And so, uh, so it's interesting. One thing I was curious about, because you have this really Americana look yep. and you have this, she is an Amazon warrior and yet yeah. she's the child of Zeus, at least in this version, or she's created by Zeus. Um, so there's this Greek God. Yeah. And I'm just curious, uh, is, would you say that Wonder Woman is more uh, DC's version of Thor or more DC's version of Captain America? Hmm. I guess it would probably... I guess it'd be um, Thor. I guess it could, in terms of he got the 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 mythological aspect of it and the whole different world. Was he like Thor? He got the whole Asgard, and in Wonder Woman, he got the whole Greek um, Greek mythology. I guess. I mean, I if, guess it uh, would be Thor is is uh, is uh, Marvel's because Thor was created after Wonder Woman, correct? Yep. <laughs> so his Thor is is uh, Marvel's answer to Wonder Woman, maybe <laughs> is the correct. <laughs> Although, <laughs> although Thor is um, based off modern well, yeah, uh, ancient mythology, true. but <laughs> that's true, of course. Uh, and uh, so it's interesting. I thought it's sort of this interesting combination of uh, Americana, of sort of warrior mentality, and also uh, and also this mythos kind of thing. And so if you haven't seen the 2009 film, then no, I haven't. Okay. It'd be, it'd be interesting to know if you if you do see it. Let me know what you think. But um, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, it's nice to have they have Nathan Fillion uh, oh, on yeah. it, so that's always good. <laughs> yeah, I'm always critical about those uh, animated films just because they, especially the early ones, uh, always they always seem to be 63 minutes long or something like that, mm-hmm. or very they're always set to a certain time. So obviously, they made them so they could be screened TV in a certain yeah. set, like in a half hour block with ads. But that often means that things get cut out, or it's like things get rushed. So yeah. I'd never yeah, get. Yeah, that's true with this as well. <laughs> I think it's yeah, like, especially yeah, yeah. I think I think the the more recent ones have been better at fixing that issue. But um, 
definitely in the early ones I found that it, that is a big issue with pacing. Yeah. Yeah, there, that's true. Um, okay. So uh, let's, let's start talking about this, uh, this film. Um, All right. Spoil it, everybody. If you're yeah, still listening, alert. If you seen it, spoiler alert. <laughs> so <laughs> what was your overall sort of response to the film? I really enjoyed it. Um, I go into, I, I always do it and I should never do it, is always start nitpicking, especially at the start, going, oh, this is slightly different to what they do in the comics. And, oh, yeah. why is this person doing this when there <laughs> should be the other person? You're like me and, watching Beauty and the Beast, the new live action, you know, because I'm like, <laughs> oh, why is that different? I don't, why is that? Oh, no. You know, <laughs> so I have to be like, oh. But, but like 20 minutes in, always have to tell myself, no, don't don't do that because it's stupid to nitpick everything because not everything can exactly align in a, in a Hollywood film with what's you know seventy five years worth of uh, history or even twenty years of history. So I try and uh, cut that out of my head, and because mm-hmm. uh, I find it often hampers in your uh, ex- hampers the experience, and um, you go well. Because of the, you know, and it's sort of that greasy nerd thing where you don't want to try and do that too much. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then you start, you start, you start being critical on things which you shouldn't be critical on. Um, so I, I go, boom, no more. Think of it and you just enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. You can think about that stuff later if you want. So, it is hard with, it's hard with any adaptation, you know, if you've read the book or yeah. if you, you know, if you're immersed in that world, it's tough. It's tough to do. I definitely, yeah. Um, especially since I reread um, a lot of the early, uh, sort of the mid '80s stuff, which is when they rebooted Wonder Woman, and a lot where they took a lot of the stuff from it, uh, the movie, okay. yeah, where, um, but yeah, sure. so like, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't nitpick too much, otherwise you, you ruin yourself and you're ruining the movie for yourself, and yeah. you don't really want to do that when it's especially it's a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, I can see and admit that it is a pretty standard superhero movie as far as the plot, as far as the special effects, as far as all that kind of stuff. But I just, for some reason, and we'll go into it, this movie just really affected me emotionally. And I, I think there's a lot of things that go into that, but I'm not kidding you. Even the second time I saw it, I was sobbing. That's not an exaggeration. You my brother, like, I was crying more than almost any other movie I've seen. And there's something about her sort of under coming to understand human frailty and war that I found so moving and beautiful. And I, I haven't been that affected by a movie in a long time. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I just, even I can say, you know, though there was this thing and there's this thing, but I can't deny that, that, that it made me, cry both times really hard and uh, (laughs) and I still had fun too don't get me wrong but yeah I I, and I do think like people are gonna say oh this is lame but I don't care there was something that was actually meaningful for me to as a woman to see her you know get out there and to see women like kicking butt and being strong. And it really meant something to me. I I feel like you're like not supposed to admit that because it's like, 
I don't know. I, I I don't even know why that you're not supposed to admit that, but I feel like you're not. Like it's somehow saying, oh, I'm not as objective as I should be. Uh, and but I I I think that emotions and experiences do come into play when you're watching a film, any kind of art, you know, like. But yeah, because it's art, and it's meant to be the negative or positive. Yeah, and. It, it, it did mean something to me to see her like that. And I didn't, it, I heard some other people quote it. There's like, this was the movie I didn't know that I need needed until I saw it. And then I'm like, I needed this in my life. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're not the only person who had done that. I've seen, I saw a lot of reports of uh, people getting teary or, you know, crying halfway yeah. through the, throughout the movie. So you're not the only one who does it. So, <laughs> Yeah, and and it was also just I just felt there was a purity to her character, and seeing her, because to me we'll talk more about the villains, but you know the, to me, war was the villain. Yeah, war was the true villain. World War One was the villain, and that was the thing that she had to come to terms with, and that was so sad, and uh, and and moving. Uh, and uh, so <laughs> my brother looked over at me. He's like, holy cow, you're crying. And <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry. But, uh, and, and I am an easy cry, I admit. I cry very easily in the movies. Uh, but still, this was, this was an abnormal amount. And then it perfected happened the second time. And I, I just, there's, I just, uh, I loved this movie so much. I, I'm so excited about it. And that doesn't mean that I think it's perfect, but, to me, it was emotionally perfect. Yeah. And so all of those things that you can you can talk about didn't matter because, you know, it's just kind of like, say you fall in love with, say I fall in love with some guy who's, you know, uh, balding, whatever. Maybe that's not my, that's not like the ideal person, but like, it's, but I've fallen in love with him. So the emotion is what matters, you know? You yeah, fall in love with somebody, yeah. and so they're perfect yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, and when you fall, when you fall in love with something on an emotional, you have an emotional connection with something. It's it doesn't matter. You can look past the flaws. You can yeah. You can, yeah. You don't even notice the ball. In fact, you love it. Because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, so that was why I, I had a really personal connection. Is all I'm trying to say with this movie, and had a very emotional. Uh, response to it and so I'm I'm really excited to talk about it uh, but um so it starts out with this framework of Diana being the curator at the Louvre and getting this photo plate from Bruce and that was really the only tie in to Batman v Superman which I think is part of the reason why this movie worked uh, because it just was its own story from oh, start yeah, to finish, you know, aside from this very teeny little bit of, you know, framework. Uh, and I think that really helped it that, you know, you're not seeing Wonder Woman sit down and open up files, you know, <laughs> to start the Justice yeah. League. Like there's nothing that's like distracting it at all from being what it is and being its own story. And, oh, and definitely. Uh, yeah. It's telling its own story. Definitely. And, um, and having that framework at the start and the end sort of sandwiched in there. Uh, yeah. It, and it I, sort of connected it with that expanded universe that they want, but it wasn't. It didn't make it distracting. Where Batman vs Superman tried to jam it in there um, yeah. unnecessarily, and it mm-hmm. didn't work. This yeah. is just 
natural and it's a flow and it's organic and then it didn't that didn't disrupt uh, disturb the, the natural flow of the actual story agreed yeah definitely i really liked it and uh, it is sort of it, when you're seeing all of this war and all of this everything there's something comforting about seeing her safe and seeing her you know you kind of know at the beginning that like okay it's gonna you know it's gonna be okay it's gonna be all right yeah yeah it kind of frames it all really nicely and so I thought that was good. I liked it. And um, we then we get to the uh, Themyscira. Am I saying that right? Uh, the, yep, that's correct. Themyscira, uh, part of the film. And your, with your knowledge of the, uh, the comic books, how did you feel that that was portrayed? I think it, would, it looked good. It, it, I enjoyed it. Um, and I think it was pretty accurate. I mean, it was very, it, it's been betrayed in all kinds of different ways throughout the years. And just the, it's been sort of creative license. And DC do, re, every 25 years, they seem to do some kind of reboot. And then it sort of shapes and forms in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, on the cover, it's famous era looks pretty similar to what it is in the movie. You know, oh, sort yeah, of Greek, yeah. Greek kind, of, kind of architecture. Um, yeah, you know, sort of got that hill shape, the islands, you know, very sunny, tropical kind of deal. So, yeah, I reckon it looked like Themyscira, what I would say Themyscira would look mm-hmm. like. Okay. Um, yeah, and it worked well. I, and, yeah, so and we sort of you get introduced to that and sort of go you know, in the shot and, in, and then sort of see the all the women training and Amazon's training. I really liked uh, Diana as a little girl. Um, the, the, the good little girl yeah. they got to play her. She was great. And she, she was really good. I agree. <laughs> it's like the way she's going, Ooh, yeah, doing the swing, the punches and so enthusiastically. Yeah. Well. She was really cute, but she felt uh, like she could be on that Island. Like it, she didn't feel too modern. There was something, uh, I thought the casting was great throughout this movie. Uh, for the most part, I have one uh, that maybe wasn't the greatest, but but for the most part, I thought the casting was really good, and I particularly thought all of the women were great. Oh, definitely, yeah. And uh, and uh, the only thing I, if I was going to nitpick this first part, is that I do think the accents came off a little cheesy. Uh, I I understand what they were trying to do because there were it wouldn't make sense for Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman to have this strong accent and for nobody else on Themyscira to have an accent. That wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. So I understand what they were trying to do because she's Israeli, uh, but it they came off a little cheesy, but very nitpicky. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah what are you no, going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do pretty much? Yeah. <laughs> and, and casting as well if you have to, if you have to cast people based on purely on accent as well. <laughs> right, exactly. You're not going to like have a whole Israeli crew uh, that's uh, cast, I mean. So uh, I loved, like I said, I love Robin Robin Wright uh, as, a, I think, Apolita, right? Apolita, yep. She was awesome. I loved her. And you know, I've loved her for a long time. I mean, she's on House of Cards and she's on, uh, of course, Princess Bride way back in the day. She's great. And uh, so that was just so fun. I thought she was awesome. Did you like her? Yeah, I really liked her. Yeah, she yeah. was very much like the comics as well. Sort of a strong, strong warrior, but also very diplomatic and, and yeah. yeah, a very suitable queen. Yeah, and then Hippolyta was awesome too. I liked Connie Nielsen in the role. She was really good. I'm not that familiar with her, but I thought she was great. And I, I liked this dynamic of – uh, should they should they tell her or should they not tell her that she's the god yeah. killer? It was interesting. 
and uh, and you know uh, that she thinks that it's safer for Diana to have the training and yep. to be ready. Whereas the policy feels like that is going to draw Aries to them and closer to them. The stronger she gets, the stronger he will, he will get. Yeah. He will know. So that was, that was an interesting dynamic. I think that they portrayed. And no, uh, yeah. What did you think of the whole segment when she's telling uh, Diana about her history and the way they did it with like the Renaissance kind of look to it? I like the and... way that, yeah, I like the way that they did it. It was sort of like, and, and, and the way you frame it, like telling a story to a child as well was quite good in terms of, it wasn't too much of an exposition dump. Um, right. it, it does deviate from the comics, which this is where I start getting a bit nitpicky and uh, <laughs> remind myself not to be. <laughs> right. Just because um, Zeus, in, in the comics, Zeus wasn't the one who gave it the powers. It was... Um, a series of other gods and goddesses, um, which then gave her individual traits, um, sort of like Athena and uh, Aphrodite. And so, like, you know, gave her wisdom and gave her compassion and strength and speed and all those kind of things where mm-hmm. that sort of, I can understand why they didn't do that because it was sort of a, a learning lesson. So, through you know, part of the character progression, if you have everything at the start, it's not as interesting mm-hmm. um, where you sort of have to, where, like, where she learned a lot of that stuff by herself in the end. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a good way of sort of getting the information quick and fast without having to be sort of too laborious while doing it in, um, and getting, um, getting the audience up to speed very much. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wondered about is, is it going to be hard now that they killed all the gods except for Zeus? Yeah, I didn't like the idea that they'd kill all the gods because then it sort of it does um, lead you down a path where you can't do too much with the gods. Maybe yeah. maybe it's DC's um, idea is um, that they're going to stray away from that because um, from what I can tell from reports is that they weren't very likely to do a Wonder Woman 2 based on expectations. Um, so... They probably they did they you know they they cleared you know they cleared off all that the Warner Warner Brothers aside and they can get rid of all that stuff because it's not going to be necessary later down the track, which is a bit frustrating because it does limit some of the things you can do later on. Yeah, but I guess it's one of those things where they could make something up where they all come back to life or they all end actually dead or something <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, they, they can like regenerate in some way or something, or Zeus can yeah. have more children or something. Something along those lines. They, they can always find a way. I mean, and they could always if they because it sounds like they probably will do a Wonder Woman two now. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's done so well at the box office, and there will be demand for a second movie. Yeah. Um, they probably will bring it into some more into modern times and they could probably have the, an array of non-God related um, stories where, you know, with different, different uh, rogues galleries and, and all yeah. teaming up with somebody or something along those lines. They'll be able to figure something out, but they I mean, the, do- truth, the truth is, is that like, I, I know that it, it's important, I guess, to have continuity, but the truth is I just care about it being a good movie. So if they have whatever convoluted, ridiculous explanation they have to give, I don't really care as long as it's a good movie. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, 
or just leave a plot hole. Who cares? It doesn't yeah. matter to me. <laughs> I mean, as yeah. I mean, as long as you can explain it in a way that's not um, going to stray from the story or yeah. ruin the story, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if they do a Wonder Woman two, they have to deal with the fact that she. Well, didn't she? I think she says in Batman v Superman that she had been out of commission for a while or something, something like that. So I, um, you know, I guess they have to figure that out, but. Who yes. knows what they're going to do. I, nice, uh, yes. it, it'll be interesting, but I, I trust in uh, all hail Patty Jenkins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's going to be very much, I think she's going to be in very high demand after Wonder Woman. Yeah, because they didn't sign her to a sequel, which, oh my gosh, DC, hello. Um, and now, I mean, thank goodness for her, because now she's going to be able to yeah, the... <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, she'll, she'll be able to negotiate pretty well. And what a great job. I have not seen her movie Monster. I saw the trailer and it looked pretty good. Uh, but, uh, of course, Charlize Theron won an Oscar uh, for it. But oh, yeah. now it's the uh, Wonder Woman. It's, the I think, the, the number one opening for yeah, a female a director, I believe. I ever. believe, yeah. yeah. I think the, yeah, the previous was... Um, Oh, what's those stupid books? Um, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah that was thank goodness. Days. We knocked that one off. Yeah, uh, so it may, probably the first Twilight movie is probably up there too. But um, yeah. anyway, so I, that's really, and she's, I, I really admire what she what she did. And we'll talk a little bit more when it comes to other scenes that she really had to fight for. And I, I just really respect her. So but anyway, so uh, back to Themyscira. Um, so uh, we get this. Uh, they never call her Wonder Woman. Did you find that weird? No, not really. Just because it's one of those things where it's a. Uh, it's like the like in the comics. It was like when they redid the um, the, the the origin. It was very much a newspaper. The media called her Wonder Woman. Oh, That's okay. how it stuck, kind of thing. So it's sort of like, it wasn't like, oh, she was born, like on a birth certificate. So it says Wonder Woman or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So uh, then uh, um, Diana rescues Steve. He gets through uh, because of her, of her power thing. And there's like a bump in the, in the, uh, in the shield. He gets through and he's like a undercover um, operative, I guess. Uh, this is World War One, and uh, and she ends up rescuing him. And oh, I guess, what did you think of the two of them? Uh, it was, of course, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, uh, yep. and you had Gal Gadot. Uh, what did you What did you think of sort of the two of them as a couple, as a especially couple. this early section? Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those things where when you do have a, a romantic element, you got to sort of build it if it's mm-hmm. sort of. Um, if it goes from point A to point B instantly, it's never interesting. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where there's got to be either some kind of tension or some kind of uh, awkwardness, and which was what they, they went for was the awkwardness, especially mm-hmm. like when she walked into him when he was um, right. coming out of the bath. And it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it simply um, played like for that. laughs, but it, it were, I wish they hadn't done made him completely naked because that's the one thing that I'm like, would be more kid friendly because I want all little girls to see this movie, you know, but they've got all the war stuff and you've got, 
Uh, so that would be my, if I was a parent, I'd be like, oh, there's like a lot, you know, that's, that's a lot of nudity. I wish that they just maybe like, I don't know. I understand why they did what they did, but I just wish in a way they had found another way to do it, made it have to be a little more covered so that they could, uh, so that it could be a little more kid friendly. But Oh yeah, fair enough. But anyway, but I really like them together. I thought they had such good chemistry, even from the start. Uh, they, I like the way that neither of them, they're both, they're both equally yoked as far as the story goes throughout the whole thing. Uh, he's not an idiot man. Like you often see, she's not a bimbo. You know, they're yeah. both, uh, they're both smart. They're both, they both have you know, strengths. Yeah. They're both of their strengths and they're sort of, uh, in a way on the, on the, on equal plane. Yeah. Apart yeah. from having you know, Wonder Woman having powers or anything like that, but you know, they're on equal plane in terms of standing. Yeah, because he has knowledge, you know, of where they're going and what's going on and, and all the stuff, and she's got the strength. So they complement each other very well. Yeah. And I just thought that, that Chris Pine was so charming, was so handsome, <laughs> and so <laughs> great in the role. I really, like a lot of people said, oh, he's just doing Captain Kirk again. I don't care. It works. I like it. I thought he did great. Well, that's probably why it was cast. They probably wanted to do (laughs) Captain America. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the, let's see here. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I skipped ahead quite a bit. So the, uh, you've got the, the, you've got the battle at Themyscira. Yeah. That was awesome i thought that was really cool yeah that actions was i thought just so well staged and here you've got these these women on horses with the you know bow and arrows and these men with uh with guns and it felt believable to me it felt uh exciting they used the slow motion a little bit too much that's my other sort of critique of the movie throughout <laughs> they use the slow motion a little too much but it was i loved this this early action scene i thought it was uh it was it was uh, intense. It was exciting. It was it was great. I thought. I was definitely it was, and it was well choreographed as well. It wasn't like some movies where it's just they rely on you know quick editing to sort of go boom, boom, boom. And this is actually you know they actually thought about how the battle would actually go out, go on, and show sort of both sides and different parts of it and women mm-hmm. doing cool things and the whole swinging around. And mm-hmm. But they weren't arrows. like invincible. There were women that, that got to course and Antiope at the end, she, she ends up getting a, uh, getting a shot. Uh, and, yeah. uh, uh, and that's devastating of course for Diana. And uh, so it was, it was an intense war. Like it, it, it wasn't just silly, but it was, no. uh, it was just something new and different. And I thought, great. Oh yeah, definitely. It was yeah. great. It was fantastic. And it was, yeah. um, and it was, it was great to see that, that, um, the women that they cast as well, going back to the casting, they're very, you know, very muscular. The, the, the kind of yeah. body shapes you don't definitely, you definitely don't see in, um, in, uh, in film or TV. Yeah. You know, very muscular, strong, you know, definitely warriors. warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I really liked it. Um, so then Diana makes the decision to go. And that was a very moving moment between her and her mother when, you know, her mom says that you were my greatest love and now my greatest sorrow. 
Yeah, that, that, was was, that was so sad. So do you think in this version of the story, she can't go back to Themyscira now that she's left? Did you get that impression? Because I didn't, but then I heard other people saying that. Yeah, there was a, there was a mention. It didn't, they didn't really justify why. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's the kind of thing where it just, it was that drama. I mean, in the um, very, like in the original uh, Wonder Woman origin, that was the case as well, where okay. Wonder Woman couldn't come back. Later on, they made it so she could come back and forth as, as she pleased. And then they've changed it again to sort of a mixture of the two. And, um, but yeah, I think it adds to the drama. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it, it sort of works well for that moment. Whether they change that later on and they want more of the mascara based off uh, how good it was the first time. because in the justice league trailer there's a little shot of the amazons so we know we're gonna see hippolyta and them in there somehow so i guess they'll figure it out who knows Uh, uh, (laughs) they might might even ignore it you know know, yeah and just be like oh you you misinterpreted the scene (laughs) who knows but uh, but it it was a a very emotional i thought a wonderful little moment and uh, then you have some nice romantic banter in the boat, which was uh, yes. really fun. I enjoyed that a lot. It was very funny. And it was it was feminism, like I said, we've kind of talked about feminism done the right way. I mean, because feminism can mean anything to anybody. But to me, what it means is, uh, is quality. It means uh, treating uh, women fairly. You know, yeah. compared to and and representation, like that's part of it. It's not saying that women are better than men or that women or that men are bad, uh, which sometimes yeah. you get that impression. And uh, and so I, I thought this was really throughout the whole film, they did such a good job of doing that, of making that, like I said, making them equal. And this was just really funny because it was sort of a girl power moment, but it wasn't like, it wasn't obnoxious. No, you know, where she's not. like, you need them for for uh, for procreation, for, for, for but not pleasure. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. that was well done. <laughs> well, I, I thought. Inter- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I sort of interpret that as a um, that little bit, a uh, little hint at the sort of uh, William Moulton Marston's um, sort of vision of uh, Wonder Woman, where. You can oh, yeah. say that whole sort of because what men are needed for any, the only need for procreation that you know, women could be the master race, but you know, yeah. it could be the kind of thing though. Yeah, you could read it in many ways. I just think she is just kind of teasing a little bit too. Uh, I know, think just, there is a bit of teasing. There, yeah, there just is so teasing. There was some old funny, funny, duddy kind of critics who said that you know, they interpreted the. Um, you know, it was meant to be the women the superior to men, but I, I guess it's the kind of thing where, you know, if you're trying to find something, you, you, can, you can dig pretty far, you know. Yeah. You can dig and you're always going to find something, but yeah. 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 Ridiculous. Uh, so, um, okay. So then we get to London. That was so much fun. She's like, this is really hideous. Yeah, it's not for everyone. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was a very like that establishing shot. It looked it looked very much like London. It looked very lived in. Yeah, you know, it was all CGI. It did, it did look you know believable. In they a sense. did a good job. Yeah, yeah, it did a really good job. <laughs> what did you think of Etta Candy and sort of uh, as sort of this comic relief and this whole scene of her getting clothes and getting dressed? 
<laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, Edna was very good. She, she obviously was the the comedy uh, comic relief, but she did. You know, she was a pretty strong woman in her own right. In terms of yeah. you know, she you know she talked back to Steve Trevor when it needed to be. <laughs> so yeah, she wasn't, I, merely, she wasn't merely an assistant, and she right. and she was quite you know she was helpful and but in a, in a way that wasn't condescending by any means. I liked when she said, uh, <laughs> when Dana says, uh, in my country, that what's a secretary? In my country, that's that's a slave. It's like, can we keep her? <laughs> that was really funny. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed her too. I thought she was good. And, you know, it's just kind of, you're going to be seeing all this war, and all this stuff. And uh, I think you kind of need that. Plus, it, it, it gave you the classic Diana Prince look with the glasses and the, you know, that. Uh, yeah. That I felt was very reminiscent of at least uh, I thought that was reminiscent of the TV show. She looked a lot like Dana Prince in that was sort of a Linda, oh, yeah, Linda yeah, Carter definitely. moment. Yeah, yeah, that was very much yeah, not the Linda Carter there. Yeah, yeah. I even kind of wondered if her like if that whole thing with the spinning of the door, if maybe that was a oh yeah, no, then, maybe I don't know. I um, never thought about that. Yeah, it could definitely be. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I like the fact that London was also the introduction to. It was very much, you know, a brand new world. It's sort of the whole um, the clash of culture kind of thing, yeah. uh, trope, which was done quite well. Yeah, because we've yeah. seen that, like, obviously in the Thor movies. or uh, But here I felt like it was briefer and it was uh, more, um, I mean, I like the Thor movies, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I that I feel like it goes on a little too long. And you've got the whole Cat Dennings character and it's becomes a little little too much. This I felt like was was better. Uh, and I, 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 it was just so cute when she saw, like, saw the baby. She's like, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Or the ice cream. The ice cream is good yeah. too. She had the ice cream and it's like, oh, you should be, was it? You should be commended. <laughs> you should be very proud of this. <laughs> you should just very, that's right. You should be very proud of this ice cream. <laughs> that's so good. And cause she, uh, she loves ice cream in the comics, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is the, 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 there's been a couple of times where the scene where it's like in the early days, one woman that she tries the ice cream and she's very much. <laughs> I mean, who <laughs> doesn't love ice cream? What's wrong with people if you don't like ice cream? Ice cream is one of those foods. It's like pizza. It's like, it's good. Even if it's bad, it's still good. <laughs> like, even yeah. if it's cheap ice cream, it's still good. So, uh, um, okay. Uh, so. Uh, then we get this scene with her, with them going into the war cabinet. And uh, she, you know, she just can't believe what she's hearing, that these people are going to allow million, potentially millions of soldiers to die because they want to hold out for this armistice. And she's outraged by this. And she tells them, like, and where I'm from, the generals were out there fighting with their soldiers. You know, you're a coward. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure how to sort of. Um, I'm on the fence with it, really. Okay, it, it's it's one of those things where it was a little yeah, much for you. It, it, no, it, it was a little much. Yeah, it, I mean, right. I can understand it because it, it's a, one of those things, another clash of culture kind of thing, but um, played in a different way than we've seen seen in the movie so far. Um, mm-hmm. And it's I guess definitely you know the whole weight of you know different countries doing different, do things differently. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just liked the whole yeah. idea of her, like her coming to grips through the course of the movie. And this is an important sort of moment of the, of the, 
of the frailty of human nature of how we're we're able to rationalize away these horrors the horrors of war and 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 so yeah it was a pretty bombastic scene i'll give you that but i don't know i just i love that about this movie you know that it just a yeah. complete and utter shock that somebody would actually sit there and say uh that that the taking of millions of lives was somehow okay and and didn't need to be stopped and so I I liked it, but I I, I get what you're saying as well. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was an interesting scene, and it kind of is is I think meant to sort of build, uh, all sort of building up to the no man's land scene because yeah, know, she's just like no no because he keeps saying nope that's not our spot that's not our spot, and you know she's just getting more and more frustrated that oh, she can't help yeah. these people. It- I think it also plays into the compassionate element of the character yeah. where compassion is very much a, um, a big um, part of Wonder Woman. And yeah. it's sort of that, sort of that first part of it and showing that building, building, yeah, it's, it's a way of fleshing mm-hmm. out the character really. Yeah. So we get some scenes, uh, they've been put in, there's been a couple throughout, but of uh, Ludendorff and Dr. Poison. And what, what did you think of, of these characters. Yeah, I'm not sure about these characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dr. Poison is one of those classic Wonder Woman villains, one that I don't think has really been used a whole lot recently. Or, okay. Or has changed, they've um, changed her up a fair bit, but she is meant to be one of those classic Wonder Woman character, um, villains. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't really tell you much about it in comparison because... Um, She's one of the ones that I'm not too familiar with. Sure. But, um, now yeah, I guess I, Ludendorff I was an actual, like that person actually existed. Like he was an yeah. actual general for world war one, which is interesting. And I mean, they're not the greatest villains in the world. They're not, no, I, I'm no, not but, just because I loved the movie doesn't mean that I'm not like, yeah. you know, not aware. Yeah. They, they, they're just, sort of a weaker link. Yeah. In the movies, yeah. the villains very much. Yeah, but I did think that her look was pretty cool. I liked the the, 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 the clay plate kind of things yeah. on the face that covers the burns and the scarring. Yeah, I thought that she looked it, pretty it was, cool. It, it, was a, it was a cool aesthetic. Yeah, I wish they sort of gave her a bit more backstory. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I can see that. Yeah, just just to sort of say, like, just to try and justify why she's doing these things, as opposed to it was very much the whole trope of. Um, in my whole scientific work kind of thing. Yeah. But they didn't really justify why she doing it apart from being, mm-hmm. you know, it being the war. Well, and I did hear somebody say that it would have been cool if they had actually had them speak German and there being subtitles. Like subtitled. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I think, I think like the dark Knight does that when they go to Hong Kong, like it's actually in, you know, they don't have them with these accents. And I think that would have actually maybe been good because it would have uh, just made it seem a little more authentic. And then when Steve Trevor, like later on, he puts on this, uh, the, the, this the German, German accent. accent. It's pretty cheesy, but yeah. again, I didn't, I didn't care because I was loving the movie so much, but, but I, I do think that would have maybe been a little bit better. If they had speaking in German. No, but, yeah. So but I get, yeah, I guess it, it maybe it was a matter of too much, like, Often movies, when they do do subtitles, it's only because it's, like, for one particular scene. Yeah. Um, like at the start of Thor, for instance, where there was a lot of that was the subtitle, and then they sort of transitioned into English. 
Well, I Maybe. think you also have the problem of like, you can't have the conversation between Dr. Poison and Steve Trevor, unless you make him a linguist or something, I guess, uh, that you can't have that conversation because they speak different languages. So uh, yeah, definitely. I guess if you had Diana there and she could be translator or something, but. Oh, well, yeah, what are you going to do? But I guess it's one of those things where maybe it was just too hard to justify the whole thing. So English is, and you just got to have that suspension of disbelief. Right, exactly. Uh, so uh, they get together this group of uh, the spy named Samir, the marksman named Charlie, and the smuggler named Chief. Uh, what are your thoughts on these guys? I like these guys. It was very much a ragtag kind of um, operation, but like uh, the fact that they you know, people from all around the world um, come together. I like that idea. It was sort of very international because mm-hmm. it was, I guess, it, you know, it is World War yeah. One, so it is very much not just uh, any one particular country's um, mm-hmm. conflict. So by having these guys together, it was pretty cool, and they they were they were they were interesting characters as well. They weren't sort of just. Um, you know, sort of wallpaper kind of characters where yeah. they didn't really, you know, say much or have any person. You know, didn't they had their personality? They, they had they felt lived in the world and. Well, and you got to see how Diana got to see through them how humans treated each other. You know, you got no, to see from yeah. Chief what happened to his people, and also um, uh, Samir about him not being able to be a soldier because he because uh, and he wanting to be an actor. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, so about the things he couldn't do, and uh, so that was that was I think helpful in a way. Yeah. And you also kind of had for Charlie to showing some of the trauma I think of war and through him. Yeah, it was very much. Yeah. Um. So I I enjoyed them. My brother thought they were really annoying. He didn't like them, but I I oh, liked really. Them. Yeah, well, he thought they were annoying. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? Um. Yeah. Okay. So. It's right around this time that we get to the No Man's Land scene. And this, I'm just going to put it out there. I think this is one of the best scenes ever in a comic book movie. I loved this scene. It was so great. <laughs> because <laughs> she, she, she knows that this village is going to get gassed. She's very, uh, she wants to protect this village. And, uh, and it's, they're down in the trenches and she... Just and he says, no, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And she's like, nope, I, I'm going to help them. And uh, I just thought it was the music and her coming up out of it with the shield and the bullet. I thought it was just epic and amazing and great and perfect. I loved it. Oh no, it worked really well. The the wave and then you know deflecting the bullets and the way that they did that was uh, very good. It was um. To be honest, when I first like when she's like when it was hinted that she was going to go over, I was like, uh oh. Okay, how yeah, well, are they going to do with this um, yeah. kind of thing? But no, they did it very well. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it was done very well. It, um, I, I, yeah, I loved it. I, I had no, I thought it was perfect. And uh, so, all right, uh, it's just funny because when something's perfect, you really don't have anything to discuss about it. You're just no, like, yes, it was great. <laughs> I think, yeah, when it's really good, there's only so many things you can say about it, and you can't continue saying anything. it's hard to say new things about it (laughs) exactly but but it's so after she goes through all this it's so devastating when ludendorff then goes and gasses the the village and everyone dies it's like oh man you know you're just crying and it's just brutal (laughs) it was 
one of the darkest things I've ever seen in a comic book movie. And and it's funny because you don't actually see them getting gassed, but you see the effect of it on Diana and how devastated she is. And I was so invested in the character at that point, especially after this epic scene that uh, it was devastating. I thought. Oh oh, yeah, definitely. It was devastating. It was one of those things. It was like, Oh, you'd you'd hope you you always think that it was the, they'll save the, the, the village, you know, and that won't happen. Yeah. And um, ju- you know, just in time. But sometimes, you know, when even when you're a hero, you can't save everyone. Yeah. And that's very much the effects of war as well. You can't save everyone, and people you know and love die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they were trying to say some of those things about maybe Superman, like the worst scene in the movie when when Superman is is uh, hovering over the people that are on the roof with the painted Superman sign. I hate those so horrible. <laughs> but like, I think they were trying to say, they're like, how can he rescue everybody or whatever? But it's like, rescue someone. You're like, like do something, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I hate that scene so much. It's so awful. Um, but uh, <laughs> like Superman would never do that. He would never just be like hovering over looking at them. And no. uh, so, so this was, better uh, execution of that same concept i think and uh so um let's see okay so we we get to this they, there's this whole scene at the party and she looks she comes in in this blue dress oh yeah she looks, looks stunning holy cow wow i like the fact that the sword is down the back of it yeah that was pretty cool i'm surprised yeah. no one noticed that though <laughs> And how did you feel about how they executed the lasso of truth uh, in this? Did you like? No, no. It? I reckon I reckon that oh, that was pretty cool. I reckon that was pretty well um, done. It was just like in the comics, or yeah. And I like the fact that when Steve Trevor was trying to convince uh, Diana, uh, Wonder Woman at the, um, earlier on back in London, he grabbed the, the lasso and wrapped it around himself to yeah. prove that he wasn't lying. Yeah. And because it it could be super hokey, it could be really really bad. The lasso of truth that even sounds hokey, and uh, but I thought that it was executed very well, and I I, I liked it. Yeah. It um. Some some of the some of the effects with it, especially when it was swinging around all over the place when it was CG, it uh-huh. did look a bit um did look a bit fake, especially sort of the the, the, the the night scenes. But yeah, it's yeah. one of those things like when you have a. If they, you know, the next the next movie or in Justice League, they'll probably fix that up because it'll higher better. budget. You make it better, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so okay, so then we so they're at this party, and uh, and then we get to basically they end up getting to the the final. They they end up leaving the party, and they end up going to this to this. Um, uh, airport basically yeah and like now that's the the big spot in, in superhero movies it's like we can't kill anybody there can't be any civilians let's go to an airport and uh <laughs> so this is airport and so steve <laughs> is trying to stop them from taking all of this gas and and these poisonous gases and um yeah, and bombing London, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and we forgot to say that there was a moment where uh, Dr. Poison and Ludendorff, uh, that he ba- they basically shut all of the the German generals in a room and gassed them all. Oh, yeah, and that's right. That was kind of a cheesy scene, but that's probably why I forgot. It. <laughs> when they're like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they yeah. know there's only one mask in there, but, but it won't help them. 
Yeah, there was a bit of and a then, tease scene. I guess it was just the show, but you know, they they were the bad guy. You know, and they literally though they literally like do the bad guy ha- ha- cackle. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's also this disassociate them from um, the rest of the Germans. Yeah, that's it's probably true. Being the villains, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this sort of like how in, in Thor, how Hydra disassociate themselves from the like from the Nazis. Oh, okay. I guess that's a good example. Okay. So the, uh, anyway, so, so Steve is trying to get, they're going to be putting all of these, this poison, this super crazy poison onto this plane and they're going to be uh, gassing uh, London. And, and so he's trying to stop that. Well, uh, Wonder Woman thinks, Diana thinks that if she can kill Ares, then that will stop everybody from, from wanting to stop the war. And so she fights with Ludendorff, and and uh, I thought that actually was fine. I thought that was good, and and I really, honestly, thought it was so devastating when she kills him, and she realizes that 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 wasn't the answer that that he he wasn't Ares, and it, I, I thought that was devastating for her. That, oh, definitely, yeah. You know, and and her sort of realization that that the the humans have chosen this that Ares is just basically uh whispering, whispering in, the in like, their ears yeah yeah it's like like yeah it was very much just a, a mild influence uh, where it was just you know human nature in the end yeah and i yeah. thought that was really good and uh, and so then we get uh professor lupin so i think i forget his name I just think of him from Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> David Thewlis. Uh, so he comes in and he uh, he had been playing the 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 kind the kindly whatever benefactor, uh, and yeah. turns out he's really Aries. And yeah. I, you know, in our last podcast with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, I said I'm so tired of the villain reveal. That is still true, and I wish they hadn't done it here. I, but it, it, I love the movie so much that I, I'm willing to <laughs> let it slide. I, yeah, I'm willing to let it slide. I still wish they'd done other things, but I was like, oh, yeah, um, I feel like they could. Yeah, it, I guess I understand why they did it, but they could have um, they could have done some kind of hints where it, where the audience knows that um, yeah. the German guy isn't the right guy. Because the animated film, like he's just Ares the whole time, like he's not hiding, he's not, no, and he's not, he's not pretending to be somebody, no. Yeah, and it was just hard to believe again that Professor Lupin was the god of war. I just, it just didn't quite like. I picture <laughs> no, somebody yeah. like, like the Rock or somebody like, you know. Yeah, it. it wasn't. It, yeah, because he was just looked like some you know, nerdy English guy kind of thing. Yeah, it's not like they could if they if they had it as like you know. A general, someone in the military, it would make a lot more sense. You'd like, yeah. you, you could go, oh yeah, that makes sense because he's a military general. Yeah. Or, or even you know, if he was a politician or something like that. Which I yeah. guess I think that's what he was meant to be. It's like a politician, maybe, or someone in the oh, military. Okay. But I'm not quite sure. He, there, was, there wasn't really set told what exactly his role was. I mean, I guess I was able to just deal with it because I just felt like war was the true villain. That was the true yeah. evil that she was dealing with. And so it was still moving for me. 
but you have her uh, you have her fighting with Ares, but but I can't remember where it is in this whole fight, but Steve comes up to her, says, you know, I've got to do this. You've got to fight here. I've got to do my part, basically, is what he says. And he says, I love you, but we don't know at first that's what he says. I really no. liked that. I thought that was I, I really like, effective. Yeah, I reckon that works well, because essentially by the time you do realize when that's happening, um, and then they go back to it with the audio, mm-hmm. It sort of it hits harder and it yeah. it works well. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I I thought it was a devastating moment. I mean, when Steve's uh, you know blows up the plane and destroys the gases because uh, people are always complaining about Marvel no stakes no stakes no stakes uh, and this was stakes this was a character it was stakes, who, yeah, yeah he dies he, and he's not super powered so it's not like he there's going to be some justification well maybe maybe he parachuted out but. But it doesn't look like he did. No. It looks like, yeah, he, he he made the ultimate sacrifice. Because it wouldn't make any sense, the ending. If he parachutes out, I guess unless he hides from her or something, but why would he do that? Uh, because that? Yeah. she gets the picture and she says, thanks for bringing him back to me. If she's yeah. seen him since then, then that wouldn't make any sense. So uh, it, it uh, I think he's, he's a goner. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be gone unless... <laughs> Unless for Wonder Woman 2, they want to make some big reveal and it was all amnesia or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, knows? oh, that would make me so mad. I would be so mad. But uh, uh, but do you know that, that the No Man's Land scene, that Warner Brothers didn't even want to include it? They oh, really? Yeah, they didn't like it. And, uh, and but Patty Jenkins had to like fight for it. That's what I read. Is oh, that, really? Yeah, they didn't want to include it. They thought it would, you know, be cheesy or something. I can't remember what the reasons were, but they didn't want it. But she really fought for it. And I'm like, that's one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best it's scenes ever. Best scenes, yeah. Comic book movie. Definitely. It's yeah. one of those things there. And maybe it's a matter of why it was written in the scripts. That maybe. It was hard. Maybe. It was hard to visualize or something like that. Yeah. But that, so, that's in there. Yeah. And so the the ending is very Zack Snydery. It's very oh, Batman v Superman. I get it. It's true. Um, yeah, it's very over the top with the fire and the with fire like, and the, the force explosion kind of thing. And yeah, it was and Ares was, turning into this like uh, <laughs> he, he kind of reminded me I of this recent King Arthur movie, which was terrible, but it the. <laughs> The character in there kind of turns into this weird, like, guy with horns and and black charcoal kind of like. I don't know. It looked yeah. like a video game character. He, it he, did, yeah. It looked very video gamey. Yeah, it, it was very. Yeah, I, I thought same. I was just, that's the thing I said to my friend when I turned around and said to him at the end that there was a very Zack Snyder um, ending <laughs> yeah. there. And I guess it, it makes really sense because Zack Snyder was one of the story consultants. Yeah, and executive um, producer, I think, on executive, it. Yeah, executive producer. So his influence is always going to be felt in the movie in some way or another. Yeah. And, and I, I guess I felt, though, like I don't think it's that much worse than, say, the big action, you know, spectacle in, like, uh, in, uh, in Age of Ultron, for instance, as an example. Yeah. Or I think there's a lot of superhero movies that have uh, – have, I don't know. I guess I just kind of like, grown to expect it. It's destruction for the sake of destruction, and yeah. I mean, I don't think it's it's that much worse than the action that we see at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I think that maybe looks a little better, but not that much. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where 
because of the genre, there's always going to be some big spectacle, you know, yeah. you, you know, you got to blow your budget on, you got to use the budget on big effects and everything. And the fact that it was in an airport, there's not much to actually explode, you know, for it to be blown up or whatever. So they've got to do these force explosion, you know, force thing, force field explosion kind of things. And the characters got to be, you know, final level boss kind of thing <laughs> with <laughs> video gaming. Yeah. yeah so I guess That's it's true. Amazing. They got it. They got. Otherwise, you know, you have a lack. Like, you can. If it's done well, then it's cool. Um, but you know, most of the time, it it, it can be a bit lame. But yeah. at the same time, if you don't do something like that, it could be a flat ending as well. So it's one yeah, of those it's it is damn tough. Movie, damn if you don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, like Captain America: Winter Soldier was is one of the. I mean, they is one of the best ones I think as far as like. It's pretty, I mean, the big, most over-the-top action sequence in that one is the, is really the, um, the, like, insane car, car crash scene, I think. But it's the one that I feel like is the most sort of grounded in the way that the fighting is uh, in, oh, yeah. in most of these. Uh, I guess the Dark Knight doesn't really have big over-the-top CGI kind of things. No, that, I mean, I love that was practical effects as well. Yeah, so. Um, okay, so, yeah, uh, but... I, again, not enough, as I was still so bonded with her and what she was going through at that moment with realizing what humanity was and what war was, and uh, yeah. that I was still emotionally engaged with the film. Uh, so uh, it didn't mm. bother me that much. Uh, so I guess my last question is just, are you worried about, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but are you worried about what they'll do in Justice League? <laughs> Uh, it's hard to tell at the moment because they're going through reshoots anyway, and yeah. they, they, they might be yeah they might be re, doing reshoots for Wonder Woman you know in terms of like they might be fixing up Wonder Woman dialogue or something yeah. along those lines. So who knows what they end up doing there? So I can only the, imagine that they'll have more of her. I bet you. I, I definitely. I reckon there's going to be more. Just like how for Suicide Squad they decided once Deadpool had come out to add more jokes in. And that was part of the reason they did the reshoots. And while it was still not a good movie at all. Right. And I'm, and I'm glad I didn't go to the cinemas to see that one. <laughs> I, ended up seeing a, I ended up seeing that on an airplane. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> on international flight. So that was probably the best place to see it. <laughs> That's too bad because, uh, because Zack Snyder loves destroying airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but, I mean, that's not a sex movie, but DC, I guess, loves destroying yeah. airplanes in their movies. Oh, uh, there's, <laughs> like heli- there's like three helicopters to explode in that yeah. movie. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they don't need to be exploded. <laughs> it's, it's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, so where would you rank Wonder Woman as far as these DCU films? Uh, where would you rank it? Well, again, again, we'll say in in the modern era of DC, right, right. so from Man of Steel onwards, it's okay. definitely number one. Yeah, agreed. Definitely number one. I will admit I haven't seen Batman vs Superman, but I'm pretty safe to say that it will be number one. You haven't seen it? Underworld. No, I purposely didn't see it at the cinemas. Oh, wow, and okay. It is on Netflix in Australia. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not in terms of... Um, I'm not particularly excited to watch it, so I've been pretty yeah. off. Well, if you didn't like Man of Steel, it's definitely better than Suicide, in my opinion, better than Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'd go 
my way is Wonder Woman, Man of Steel. I guess, I guess it has to be Suicide Squad because I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. Although yeah. I talk to people, people say, some people I talk to say that uh, Suicide Squad was worse than Man of Steel. So Yeah, it is for sure. At least, Man of Steel at least has like a, a plot and a story that like, yeah makes sense and yeah it, it. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. so yeah i mean for me it's like wonder woman is like here yeah and then like <laughs> there is a big gap yeah. there's definitely yeah. um because I, I don't really like any of the other ones but i would say that i think that i i will say i just watched man of steel and i just found it so joyless i found it such a slog to get through and so is bad movie superman but i i i'm just I don't know. It's tough. But I, I think I will say that I guess I guess Man of Steel is better, but I really don't like it. I don't like the way that they've made Superman kind of ashamed of who he is and, and just be kind of, I don't know, I just don't like it. But um, but anyway, so yeah, for me, it's like Wonder Woman and then, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, and then I guess maybe uh, that would be Superman just because Wonder Woman's in it. Yeah. <laughs> So I think and it's my second favorite. And then, down, down, the, down the bottom. Down the bottom, yeah. And then Man of Steel. Uh, and honestly, it's one of my, it really is, is one of my favorite superhero movies I've ever seen. And it's certainly one of the ones that I've responded to the most in such a visceral, honest way. Like that was just the way that I responded. Uh, because I've never been that big of a Batman fan. I know it's like shocking. Because for me, I always feel like the villains are more interesting than Batman in most of the Batman movies. And so this was finally sort of a hero that I bonded with and I felt emotional about. And so it was really, really, really exciting for me. And it just reminded me of, uh, you know, some other great films like Winter Soldier or, uh, or the um, Iron Man, first Iron Man, things like that. Yeah. you really feel bonded with these characters emotionally and they're not just uh it's not just dumb action yeah um, definitely so. and and wonder woman also it had this very lived in world it was various yeah. you know you can in first introduced to all these ele- like elements like it be Themyscira or london or the the western front you've got um you know they're all very believable very lived in um with not always superhero films are able to do that. You can relate to um, it. Yeah, you can relate to it, yeah. but you can also go, oh, it's very exciting still. I think the last movie to really do that was the first Thor movie mm-hmm. when they got introduced to Asgard, and I thought that was really cool. Was, yeah. Even though it was alien in its sense, it felt mm-hmm. like very, didn't look felt, I wouldn't say believable is probably not the right word, but um, you can, find, oh, you know, you can sort of go, you know, you, there's a sense of excitement. So it's a spectacle. It's a sense of, it, yeah. It, it's very much a spectacle, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for joining me to talk about Wonder Woman. This was so much fun. Yeah, it was. To, it was lots to, fun. Thank you. To talk about. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I hope everybody goes to see this movie. I hope everyone supports it. I plan to see it. It's funny because The Mummy's coming out this weekend, and I'm like, I just want to see yeah, The Mummy again. Not, I don't want to see so, The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Um <laughs> I just want to see Wonder Woman again. (laughs) And this is another example of shared universe as well. Mm -hmm. Universal's own shared universe. And 
Transformers is going to get its own shared universe eventually. Oh, and, dear. Yeah, shared universe <laughs> seems to be the, the, way, the way of the future. For, uh, uh, the, that's why we can't have nice things. There's going to be a Lego <laughs> shared universe too, probably. Um, so, oh, well. <laughs> Enjoy the, the good movie that we got while we yep. can. So, uh, so where can people find you? So I am at hadlovecomics.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at hadlovecomics. If you want to say um, that I'm right, but I'm wrong, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also find me at tre- at Trevor Banaz at um, at on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, that's Great. really fun. Well, thanks so much. You can find me at Smiling on the Yes Girl on all social media and uh, and at fifty four disneyreviews dot com. And uh, so thanks again for doing this. I really Thank appreciate you. it. And uh, we will uh, look forward to Spider-Man Homecoming. Definitely. Yeah. Next one on the, on the docket. On the docket. <laughs> yep. In a couple of weeks yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. No time to, to breathe these days with superhero no, movies. Definitely. Yeah. Once it hits, uh, <laughs> it's uh, May, it's a, it's a, it's almost a, it's a fast dash. between. The- <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we no will worries. talk soon. All right, bye.